0: Wow, have you ever wondered how stepmoms actually live through it? And when it's difficult, what do they do? And is it ever easy? And if it is difficult, what should you do? Well, these are the kind of things we're going to talk about today. So if you know someone who's a stepmom, if you're not one... Tell them that they'll get some really good insights here today with my guest, Kathy Hammond. Stay tuned. <laughs> Welcome to Emotional Savvy, the Relationship Help Show. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. If you're ready to increase your confidence in conversations and conflict, deepen your self-awareness, expand your connectedness, and enrich your relationship with yourself and other humans you care about, and even those you wish you didn't, you're in the right place. Enjoy today's episode. So today we're going to talk about something that we haven't really spoken about in depth before. So I'm very excited to talk about the whole business of what I'm calling today mummery. <laughs> when you step into a situation created by other people and you fall in love and fall into it. So welcome to the program, Kathy.
1: Oh, well, thank you for having me.
0: I'm very excited about this. And I love the title of your book, How to Kill Your Husband's Ex-Attorneys and Then Some, Ask Kicking Advice for Stepmoms. Well, that got everybody's attention. It certainly got mine. Mm -hmm. And I was reading in your bio that you have had 27 years of experience being a stepmom. So that is something.
1: Yes, it is. It's quite an accomplishment sometimes.
0: Yes, and it looks like you're still quite capable of sitting up and taking nourishment. Yes. (laughs) So that's a good thing. Let me tell everybody about you. Um, It's important people to know. Kathy is a 27-year-old, 27-year-old, don't we wish? A (laughs) 27-year veteran of being a stepmom, as I said. And she's the author of this recently released book called How to Kill Your Husband's Ex-Attorneys and then some ass-kicking advice for stepmoms. And when she first became a stepmom, guess what? She wasn't prepared. I don't know if anybody ever is, are they? (laughs) But she just wasn't prepared for the assault that was about to happen, and that can certainly happen, especially if you happen to have any hijackals going around. And she naively thought that being a stepmom would involve only her and her husband and the stepkids, Boy, was she wrong. The ex, the in-laws, sundry other relatives, and I'm sure everybody and their friend had something to say about it. And it was like living under a critical microscope. So I'm sure that that's the truth. And I want to just say something that I noticed when I read your book, Kathy. Mm -hmm. Girl, what were you thinking marrying somebody after seven weeks?
1: (laughs) Well he certainly swept me off my feet. It just it you know and and fortunately I I had guessed correctly that it was the absolute right right person, right time, right everything.
0: Well, I'm glad you were right because you know, in my world of hijackles, hijackles want to sweep you off your feet because they can only pretend to be wonderful for so long. Right. <laughs> so when I read that seven weeks, I thought, ah, oh, you know, what's going to happen with that? But then after I read 27, you're a veteran, I could breathe again. So you put a big word in the title of your book. I bet you thought about this long and hard. You put the word, how to kill <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so tell us about that process well
1: first it was it was my sister's idea for the title um, she said it just captured everything about because she herself had been through a few of these things and it was so powerful but yet the the word itself was not what people initially think um, you know it the word "kill" has a number of meanings, and in this case, it really was a very positive meaning.
0: Hmm. Tell me the positive meaning of to kill. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, it actually means to neutralize, ah. and and that really was the focus of the book. Um, you know, and really because it re- it was, it, I wrote it so that stepmoms really understood. You know, how, like that they can. You know take control of a situation they don't have to get embroiled in all of any of the drama of anyone else's drama and that they can by in in doing so neutralize anyone who's giving them a difficult time so that was how that all came together
0: well i love that because i shy away from using the term to kill but you know to neutralize sounds a bit like a stun gun So I'm okay with that. (laughs) (laughs) Or
1: even more so that it's, it's to, to make it nil, to, to have no impact uh, versus to even be an aggressive term um, because it, it it really isn't intended to this, this book really, I, I wrote it for, for stepmoms really to maintain their sanity through, through the, the process. And so, yeah, so that's, that's the word kill on that.
0: Well, I think anything that makes us neutral that can cause us to stay in the middle line as opposed to getting way off in either direction emotionally. You know, if we can just stay in a neutral place and just the facts, ma'am, when you're in a difficult situation like this, that can help you a great deal. Because, you know, I I can't imagine for a moment after seven weeks coming in and taking that on, but yay, hats off to you. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, what was the very first clue that you had that you just might have been in a little more difficult situation than you thought?
1: You know, it was actually, it it wasn't just that I got married after seven weeks, but I I married and then moved across country where my husband was living, where he had his, his two sons. And it was the very, we had driven across, we took my car across country, and so we had driven across and we arrived at like one in the morning from our journey across the country from California to to Nashville. And then at one o'clock in the the following that afternoon, 12 hours later, I received a phone call at the house from the ex. And she immediately launched into, you know, like, well, I'm going to tell you when you're going to take the, the children and so on and so forth. I had never met her. I'd never even spoken to her. So it was just kind of odd. So that, I sensed at that moment there might be some issues coming up, and um, and I was a you know pretty good judge of character. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, that was a little clue. You just got here. I'm on you like white on rice. You know? Right. <laughs> so would you say that without a psychological diagnosis? But would you say that maybe the ex is just titch toxic? <sighs>
1: You know, I, I don't know that I would use that, that word or even describe her as, as such. I, I think at that time we were all much younger. It was it, it was completely unexpected and people didn't have time to get used to me in seven weeks and plus I, I was living in across the country. Uh, so it, while my husband and I were going about our business, you know, and just enjoying everything, uh, the others, I mean, suddenly they're involved in my life as well and with me without knowing anything about me. So I think it was probably more, I'm going to say, curiosity and fear. Um, and, it, you know, and I wanted to be really, you know, empathetic with, toward her in that here's a strange woman who's now spending time with her children and she knows nothing about me.
0: Mm, so, I think so, that's a fear of many, many people that... You know, there's going to be someone come in. They're going to be taking the role when in the mother's absence, and yeah. I want you to be a clone of me, preferably, <laughs> um, and do it my way, and that then all will be good. Um, but sometimes, you know, there are toxic exes. And because I talk about that a lot, I just wanted to ask that question. So I'm glad that you could see it for the fear and concern that she had. And probably she was afraid of losing her boys and and wondering who she's handing them off to, of course, because she didn't yeah. know her well. So there were a lot of opportunities for very swift learning curves, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. yeah,
1: I think too that you know, I, I, it may not start out toxic, but because of all the underlying emotions, that it be, can become that, uh, and can happen very rapidly, as you know we had had unfortunately experienced. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that that is that is one thing that um, I, I was not prepared for for that part of it. You know, I was a little Pollyannish when I walked into to everything.
0: Well, we're young. We've got a nice rosy picture of what's possible. We're in love. We're having an adventure. We're jumping into the deep end and rushing off across country to marry a man we hardly know. I mean, what could possibly go wrong? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But I just want to say for those of you listening who know that I talk about hijackals all the time, that it is really important not to go very quickly if In most situations when you're marrying because if they have children and if they have an ex who knows what you're jumping into so I'm just delighted to hear that it didn't feel toxic to you in the beginning Kathy but for many people being swept off your feet and saying I can handle a stepmom thing may just not be wise so a little longer a little more caution a little uh, yeah. whip off those rose colored glasses so you won't miss the red flags right a-
1: abs- absolutely and in fact in my book I even talk about really considering what you're doing all together um, it, it i i I feel very blessed my you know with my husband that we've just had a, we have an amazing marriage and but I've seen too many times where that's just not the, not the case. And if you're going to participate in something like this, it's like, you've got it. You have to be prepared. Um, but I, I still was not prepared and I got sucked into a number of situations that I think I could have probably handled better. Um, had I had the advice that's in my book now when I did all of this, I, I would have approached things a uh, much more differently. Um, I, probably would have put the brakes on um, initially and kind of eased into all of this. Um, and, but for whatever reason, you know, we, we didn't. And, um, and so, and so now there's a, a, a book as a result. <laughs> of
0: it. Well, you know, it's always wonderful when you can leave a breadcrumb trail to say, Hey, this is a more direct way to walk this pathway, and I'll, let me show you where all the potential stepping stones and stumbling blocks are. It's a great thing, you know. My guest today is Kathy Hammond, and she's written this wonderfully titled book, you know, "How to Kill Your Husband's Ex Attorneys and Then Some," and. Ask Kicking Advice for Stepmoms. You can find it at Kathy Hammond Books with an S dot com. Kathy Hammond, Kathy with a K, Hammond with two M's, and Book with an S on the end dot com. (laughs) (laughs) So let's just get into the thick of it. When you get into any relationship, and particularly one that has children and an ex involved, and let's just keep our our thoughts there, There is one thing that often comes up faster than you ever thought aside from the kids and that is when there are kids involved in an ex involved there is money involved. Mm. What kind of stumbling block can you eradicate with some good advice as to how to handle the money piece? You
1: know, I if we could have turned back the clocks here on this, one of the things that I would have done and encouraged my husband to do is to sit down every year with his ex and really look at what the children's expenses are going to be for that year. What extra things are going to be needed? You know, things get expensive and especially as the kids get older, their their needs are, are changing. So when, you know, my husband had his original orders drawn for you know for um, child support sure. and all that. And, you know, and even at that time, I really thought that that was, it was pretty light, you know, I mean, he had a lot of, he had other expenses involved with this, but direct money going, going to the, the mom, um, you know, I, it, it seemed like, yes, there could be more. And of course she was, you know, she was uh, earning, she, she, she did quite well, but it was, if there's, there's going to be sometimes pressure on the one parent where who's receiving the support for things like prom dresses or um you know uh, helping with insurance auto insurance or a special camp or something that the you know something the kid wants to to get involved in and you know and if the parents were together they would certainly have figured this out on their own you know together um and and then make things happen so there's no reason why that should stop just because there's a, a court order, and then but from a financial standpoint, it could be a lot less costly if by doing it this way. Because if you gave an extra $1,000 to do something for, for the child instead of being dragged back into court and getting you know something for the life of the order, which could go for years, you're really coming out you know much better, and it again neutralizes the, the situation. Now, you, you can't stop someone who, you know, once they may say, yes, I'll take that, that extra money, and then they still go back and sue for more. You, you can't stop that. But if you can take some of those steps and see how you might be able to help, and especially if the, the, the mom, the ex, is you know struggling a little financially, um, that this would help. Uh, one thing that we also did, and, well, and I would do, is I would buy additional clothes for, for the kids because they're gr- outgrowing their clothes. And so it was just to, to help I- in the process. But some just say, nope, that's my order. I'm paying X amount. And, and then now you've got somebody getting their backup, the X, on the other end because they're struggling. And so these are some of the things that, that people can do to be able to minimize the angst that is generally in some of these situations.
0: Well, I think you gave us a clear understanding that you were not in a hijackal situation because a hijackal situation will be that one that you described, the one where I give you the extra $1,000 and it's supposed to go to the prom dress and the insurance, but it went somewhere else and now I want more. And by the way, I want more every month. And it just never ends. I mean, one of the things that happens in divorces in general with toxic people particularly
1: mm-hmm. is
0: that you're going to become such close friends with the court, and you never wanted to be that because there's always that next question, that that next demand, that next inquiry, and it goes on and on and on, seemingly endlessly, and, you know, 18 is the magic year, but that doesn't stop the expenses because kids go to college
1: exactly absolutely yeah.
0: um
1: you know it, it's there are you yeah, know there've there been a number of situations that that I, we had experienced where there was no appeasing you know the, the other party and and, and that was another thing, too, that, that I put in my book. It's like if you're trying to set an example for someone of like, this is how we de- behave decently toward one another, um, if that's not in them, they're not going to. They're not going to respond. And, you know, and all you've done is that you've, you've become overly involved in the, in the situation, which is why I also stress to stepmom, stay out of it as much as possible. Just stay out of it and if you're able to do that you know your your life just may be a lot easier um your husband's life may not be but yours will be
0: (laughs) yeah. (laughs) yeah well that you know that's sort of the consequences of having serial marriages and if he's the one that had the serial marriage then he's got a little more fixing to do right absolutely and but i think you bring up a really good point because It's very difficult in many situations, not all. I've heard some wonderful stories, Uh, people who just see the new mom as a bonus mom and now we've got more adults who love the child and that's ideal, that's what we want. But often there is competition that that comes up. So Mm -hmm. I would guess, but correct me if I'm wrong, that you would suggest that he and she work things out that he and she have the conversations and you be the guide on the side to him and he goes and have the conversations as much as is possible when it's regarding money. Is that what you think?
1: Yes. And if, and if we, if stepmoms would take their cue from stepfathers, because unless the stepfather is really out there, really a bad, bad guy, they generally stay in the background they're not involved, and they don't write fairy tales about the wicked stepfather. You know, it's just the wicked stepmom, and so the. But the less you can you can be involved, and remain in in the background, just provide guidance to to your husband, uh, the better off the stepmom is going to be. I mean, I, I think some someone said something about where you know maybe I was being a little too cynical with with what I had had written and that maybe I should be focusing on the nurturing part of things, but that's not what the book was about. And that's not what stepmoms need. Um, You know, it's, it's how are you going to protect yourself? Because you have an absolute right to protect your yourself from being assaulted by anyone, whether it's emotionally or or otherwise. But, and that's why when I see the stepfathers, you know, they, they don't get a, they don't have a bad rap for the most part.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, I I think you're absolutely right, and what I hear you saying is that stepmoms need boundaries.
1: Yes, and you know, and when you see that the emotional part of all of this is coming from like another woman, that's where that's coming from, Um, because as women, we are some most of us we're naturally nurturing, and so when we have a child there in our home, you want to be. You know kind to the child and do things and care and that's got to drive the the mom crazy knowing that that's what's going on some other woman is you know cuddling her child and reading a story you know to them at night mm. and so on and they're not there that mm-hmm. would drive me crazy
0: well so- sure because their bond was created and they don't want to share their bond that and i don't mean that that's a conscious decision it's actually an unconscious decision like right. that's my baby uh, that's yeah. mine <laughs> you know there's a reason that we pick up our baby for the first time is smell it you know we yeah. want to make sure it's ours and yep that's yeah. one of mine and I know when my <laughs> grandchildren were born I had to go and smell the baby <laughs> you know yeah. like make sure it's ours right yeah. mm-hmm. it smells right um and I'm sure there's no difference in the smells of children right. but <laughs> it's just that thing that okay yeah you know that's a kind of um shared with other people species kind of thing, like, right. okay, and, and they always smell so good anyway, but <laughs> I think when a mom has created that bond, mm-hmm. and she's created a story that how their future is going to be, and that's unraveling before her very eyes, <clears throat> all mm-hmm. that that future had promised, and then someone else comes into the picture, and they're going to take over some of my role, And maybe they're going to take over some of my child's affection. And, Mm. you know, there's all kinds of things. You know, listeners, for sure, you know that, you know, if you didn't get a lot of love and attention or validation when you were a child and then you had that in your relationship and then your children and you were well-bonded and then you divorced, you were counting on that unique bonding experience, too you know, yes. really make you feel connected. And the thought of someone else deeply gazing into the eyes of your child and bonding is, no, 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 I'm not sure I like that. And so it takes a much bigger woman to be able to collaborate in the child raising. Yes. Really does. And and a woman who is secure, you know secure within herself and secure enough to be able to say what's so without being afraid mm-hmm. and to have boundaries when required mm-hmm. and to be able to express her feelings you know not that that she's going to be best friends perhaps with the the bio mom but that there is respect how do you build that respect <sighs> You
1: know, I I I think backing off a little bit. You know, I, I, and I'm I'm reminded of a time we were my husband and I were re- coming from California back. We were living in Florida at the time, and we were passing through the airport um, the, of the home state where my stepsons were living with their mom and 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 her second husband, and she brought them to the airport because we were going to take them to Florida with us and. We were, I was standing at the end of one of those long people mover things, belts, Mm -hmm. you know, in there. And so, and my youngest stepson, he's at the other end with his mom and he sees me at the long end of this and he takes off running with his little suitcase banging up against (laughs) everything. And he runs and he jumps into my arms, you know, when he, when he sees me and I saw her directly when that happened at the end of that. And that look on her face, and I thought, you know, I, I, I would not want to wish that on, you know, on my worst enemy. Um, that that she had to have felt crestfallen um, because that was her son, mm-hmm. and so and and we didn't have really a great relationship, you know, with her. So that made it even worse, you know, for for that. Mm-hmm. So
0: and not in your situation specifically, but in many situations, like I was saying earlier you don't know the history of the bio mom that you are thinking of marrying and becoming the stepmom to her children.
1: Right. And
0: if she really needs the validation of her child and her child bonds with you or even brightens when you come in the room or at the end of the people mover. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and she's seeing the back end of him, you know, running happily toward another woman who isn't her mother That's difficult. I'm sure that there was a really difficult moment there psychologically, emotionally for her, and also, you know, difficult for you to be able to express the joy at seeing the child at the same time not wanting to seem too joyful so she wouldn't be registering that as part of her psychological makeup. It sounds like you've been very conscious and thoughtful in this process how long did it take you to get a handle on the stepmom biz
1: oh you know probably well i was going to say you know i don't know that you ever really get a handle on it i mean as far as being a stepmom or you know and and you know with my my stepkids um I would say within the first year, the kids were really little when when we got married they they were three and four, mm-hmm. the oldest one was just about to turn five, so they they don 't remember when their parents were were together, uh, so this is normal for them, you know with, with my husband and myself, um, being a stepmom, yeah, that was easy because i didn 't try to be their mom. I just wanted to have fun with them when they were there, and we did. We had an enormous amount of fun. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, and and I left like the any disciplining or anything. I, I left that up to my husband. I would just tell him uh, because. And I thought I've got the best of both worlds here. You know, I don't. I I'm not going to be the bad guy. And you know, they know when they're doing something wrong. So they're going to go ahead and and uh, they're going to get punishment from their father uh, and or their mother, depending upon you know what what the situation was. But um, but being. Being my, my, let's see, I'm going to say, I, I, it's like, I'm not even sure what the term would be. You know, it's like the, not my husband's, you know, a wife, obviously that that was good. But being connected with this other woman that she and I, we don't, you, know, you know, we don't have some, so much in common, not in some cases we do, but, but not in many things. And I think that, but that was probably the most difficult thing to adjust to. And also too, because, you know, you're seeing, and I spoke to my husband about this the other night. It's like, it's like, you're, it's like, you're seeing whenever we would see her all the time before, when we lived in the same area, that it's, you're seeing some woman that your husband had been with like all the time. You know, and that brings up a lot of stuff, you know, and, and yeah, I mean, you don't, because he's all yours now, you don't want anybody else to to be with him. Yeah. And so that part of it, you know, that, uh, I don't want to say it's, it's jealousy or, or anything like that, but it, it's, it's just kind of raw. It's in your face a lot. And um, that takes a little time getting used to, as I'm sure it is for her, mm-hmm. seeing you all the time. And maybe... That's why they pull some stunts and do different things to um, uh, you know upend your life
0: well, I think every situation is different, you know for sure um, people are differently attached to their children, they have different parenting styles, they have different expectations, but did anything change for the in either direction better or, or less good um, when the she remarried
1: um with her third marriage it did the the second second marriage he he was a different kind of stepfather he wanted to be dad, so he was a he was a troublemaker in a lot of ways um but her third husband he uh yeah now I, we hardly know him, and s- things seem to quiet down um you know and and he he does really quite well, so there was so the money any money pressure from before was was gone so mm-hmm. I think that helped quite a bit. Um but yeah I I think it it was when things got easier for for her that things got easier for us.
0: I'm sure that is true because it, security and stability make a big difference. Right? Yes. I mean none of us like to be walking in uncertain waters. And our emotions can go up and down and all around when we are feeling unstable emotionally, physically, um, spiritually, financially, whatever it is. So uh, I just want to put a little caveat in here for those of you who are listening and are wondering, well, what about the hijackal X, (laughs) you know? Um, I think it's important for stepmoms to... um, kind of keep a little running journal about what's going on when things go sideways because sometimes it will happen that a hijackal ex will make accusations and if you have good notes about things you know they'll say that you know I never asked for them to take the children when it wasn't my week. And then, you know, you have it documented that 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 was so. It's not because you're trying to catch anybody out. It's just that you're trying to keep accuracy and truth front and center. So let me just say that because it's important. Um, So you said something in your book. Now we're talking about this great book. I love the title, so I'm going to tell you again. (laughs) How to Kill Your Husband's Ex-Attorney and Then Some. Ass-kicking advice for stepmoms. And in there, you brought up a little topic that I hadn't really thought about, except in the case of extreme hijackals. And you said that the ex may take you to court and depose you as part of the proceedings. Did that happen, or is that just something you wanted to put in the book?
1: Well, it happened to me. Um, i it's part of a i mean of course the suit wasn't with me but rather with my my husband, and so I was deposed um and th- they were they weren't going to get any really anything out of me, uh, and so I really looked at it more as just being harassed uh, mm-hmm. as well as running up my husband's uh, legal fees
0: well that's a big thing, and that that's something that certainly happens in the case of toxic divorces but uh, the whole idea that the attorneys end up with more money than, than it can, is there to mm-hmm. take care of the children is a frequent occurrence. And we all need to recognize that maybe we need to chill a little if we possibly can in that direction. So before we're out of time... Mm-hmm. Um, I want to hear what the upsides are because we've talked about so many things that may be seen as downside potential but what are the real upsides kathy of being a stepmom
1: you know you you have the uh, the possibility of of having some uh, children who later become adults um, and who that you have you know, deep affection and, you know, uh, and a history with, depending upon how long you've, you've been married. I mean, I, have you know, been in my stepson's lives for 27 years. They, they, you know, I mean, and they don't, they're not looking at me as like I'm some other mom in in all of this, but they know that they have support in me from, you know, it's, they, um, I'm part of their lives uh, that I wouldn't have been ordinarily. And, you know, and and I, and I love my stepsons, you know, I, and they, you know, they're just, you know, great young men now. And so, um, so that is a a definite uh, upside. Uh, So um, really, it's just the the relationships, the additional relationships. And in the end, that's all we've got anyway, is our relationships.
0: No, it's true. And I, I think that The learning that you garnered and that you can share, of course, is an upside in this particular situation. But I think maybe being a stepmom, if you are an open, empathetic, good person allows you to access some parts of yourself you wouldn't have to look at otherwise because jealousy might arise or competition mm-hmm. might arise and things like that then then you have an opportunity to say whoa what's up with that you know why why is this happening and is it in the best interest of the children am i, I torturing myself for no good reason you know kind of to get uh, ourselves up to date and up to speed on our own feelings and thoughts and needs and wants
1: Yes, absolutely it, it's it, it does it can teach you to be yourself um, I, I think we, we might be too tempted to twist ourselves into a different person than, than what we really are Well, we we don't need to, to do that uh, but I see I see a lot of stepmoms that that will do that where it, it's like they're' they, it, they're not being genuine. They're not, they're not being authentic um, mm-hmm. to themselves. And so um, I, I, I think that this gives you an opportunity if you just kind of take a step back and say, this is who I am warts and all. And, you know, people are going to love me or they're going to hate me. And, you know, it, it's, um, it, it's because it's who who we are. And that's yeah, yeah. what you can walk away with.
0: Yeah, you don't want to be walking on eggshells all the time as a stepmom. Yeah. I mean, you have to have your own space and be respected for who you are. And if you do a little work within yourself and you, you realize that, hey, I'm kind of turning myself into a pretzel here and, and I don't want to have anxiety in my life that's misplaced, so let me carve out my spot as a stepmom and uh, work with my partner to make sure mm-hmm. that we create a cohesive whole. So, I'm just really excited about this conversation. Mm-hmm. And the more I read the book, the more I thought, oh, there's so many things to talk about. So, thank you for being my guest.
1: Oh, well, thank you for having me. Really, it's just been my pleasure and, and uh, really enjoyed the discussion.
0: Me too. So, I've been talking with Kathy Hammond. You can find her at Kathy Hammond Books. Kathy with a K, Hammond with two M's, and books with an S. KathyHammondBooks.com. And you want to go and read this incredible book? I'll say it one more time How to Kill Your Husband's Ex Attorneys and Then Some. Ass-kicking advice for stepmoms. Woohoo! And that's not because, you know, that, that there's a whole lot of ass-kicking that's going on. <laughs> it's that you need to be prepared. You need to know. And if somebody's walked it and can give you a little guide on the side, take it because you need all the help that you can get. You're walking into unknown territory and new waters. So very important for you. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. You can find me at transformingrelationship.com. That's without an S, transformingrelationship.com. Listen to my other podcast, Save Your Sanity, Help for Toxic Relationships. If you happen to have a parent, partner, or ex that's a little bit crazy-making and causing you to question your sanity. And you can find me on YouTube at 4 Relationship Help, F O R, Relationship H E L P. So much there for you. I hope this is helpful. I hope it caused you to think, ah, oh, I might be able to do this step parenting thing another way, whether you're a stepmom or a stepdad. So step into that, and we'll talk really soon. Take good care. <music> Thanks for being here for today's episode of Emotional Savvy. If you want to deepen your emotional savvy, make shifts in your relationships, and enjoy life and relationships more, work with me, Dr. Roberta Shaler. Get my books, enjoy my courses, or work with me directly. You can do that by visiting forrelationshiphelp.com, F-O-R, relationship, H-E-L-P.com, and subscribe to Tips for Relationships now. Don't miss a thing. Be empowered this week with more emotional savvy.